0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show.
1: Alright, welcome to a midweek episode of the Score North AL Central Champion Twins Show. I'm Derek Wetmore, sitting down with OG of the Touch'em All podcast, Phil
2: Mackey. Phil, how's it going, man? We're back. So now that the Twins' Bomba bus has been taken to the shop and now that uh, the season's over, we're back doing this podcast in a conference room just like old times. Just like those 95 and 100 lost teams. (laughs) So you know what? You guys, you don't get a studio for that. You don't get a studio for, like, uh, Luke Hughes playing second base. (laughs) I actually went back. Oh my gosh, I did a deep dive into old 15, because cause we've, we've built this YouTube channel now of Score North content, a lot of it's Viking stuff, but I just did a search back 7, 8 years ago to see oh no. what kind of stuff's back in the archives, and I found some stuff when Tom Pellicero was here, I found some stuff, like me and Tom Pellicero, uh, previewing Twin Spring training or whatever before I went to Fort Myers, and it, like some of the names, that like, let's just put it this way, the <laughs> names we're going to speculate on this offseason, internally and externally, so far and beyond the names that we were speculating on seven or eight years ago in the Terry Ryan era, a little where, bit more exciting. Like we literally did a five minute video on the center field battle between Darren Mastriani and like two other dudes I've never I can't even I I, I said their names in this video and it's like I have no idea friend of, just, of the like, show yeah. Darren Mastriani. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh So yeah. Phil is
2: back. This is part of the off season
1: casting of the Score North Twin Show. Uh, we'll keep calling it the AL Central Champs Twin Show, especially when Romney's around. He doesn't let us not introduce it that way. Phil will be involved. Manny Hill's involved. I'll be involved. Glenn Perkins will be involved. It's uh, it's going to be a fun show this winter, and we'll keep bringing it to you. We'll have the schedule finalized. Uh, we'll let you know all those details when they're here. But today, Phil, you wanted to start by pouring one out for our left-handed swinging, bomba-bashing TC
2: Bear. It's sad. What's the deal here? The What's breaking going on? News, breaking news from the Star Tribune here today. The guy who has played T.C. Bear for 20 years, 1999 through 2019, was either let go or the the way that the Twins are characterizing it. And by the way, we're not done digging on this. Okay, we've (laughs) we've got sources. It's only scratching the surface. We've got DMs out. We've got phone calls out. And uh, and the word is the Twins aren't saying whether he was let go or whether he quits. He's just no longer with the organization. So, I don't know. I don't know if TC Bear did something untoward behind the scenes or if 20 years had run its course. Or, here's my theory, if you've watched that guy in the home run derby, like, I didn't know he's been TC Bear for 20 years, but he used to dominate those home run derbies five or ten years ago. And now, I mean, like... I think Chris Reavers beat him one time. No, that's not true. He beat Reavers. Did he? Don't let Revers tell you story the story. Yeah, yeah, shocking. <laughs> but shocked. It can't be a discussion if you're not hitting six bombs every single Saturday at Target Field. In his defense, they de- de-juiced the, line the line softballs team. for pre-game batting practice. <laughs> Did,
1: Thanks, Anfred.
2: Do they put those in the humidor? Uh, I don't know. We're gonna
1: we got some <laughs> sources working on that one. So too.
2: we're gonna yeah, we're gonna continue our hardcore investigation of the departure of TC Bear. By the way, it's it's TC Bear will live on. But the person under the costume will be different for 2020, just you're, so people uh, aren't freaking out. Like, T.C. Bear will still be – now, if you're making a list of job interview questions, number one has to be, can you hit bombs, right? But can you hit I, bombs? I, I would think so. Because if you can't hit bombs, I, I just feel like the mystique of T.C. Bear is uh, much less. We kind of we kinda
1: just – glanced past this but you just ruined a dream for every six-year-old listening to the show we're huge with like six plus you know so
2: oh i, I suppose we should have said i'll put a spoiler warning, on the front of tc bear is real and does exist i'll put a spoiler on the front of this you have any thoughts on santa claus <laughs> the easter bunny the tooth fairy uh so we'll we'll continue our deep dive investigative reporting but uh i demanded to come on today's scorn our twin show and by the way, the midweek show is going to morph into a hot stove show, and and we might as well start the hot stove speculation right now because I've got a couple names to run by you. Okay. Are you ready for this? Well, you want me to set this up at all?
1: Yeah, because the way you described it to me, the one thing that I want to make sure we as a media don't do this winter, I shouldn't even say media, like Lavelle's going to do what Lavelle's going to do, Betsy's going to do what Betsy's going to do, and they're, they're all awesome. I, I'm not going to name through everybody, but they, they're all good at what they do the public narrative is something that we can maybe have a little bit of a vote in and say this dismissal of a guy who currently is employed by the Houston Astros, I, I don't think we should just breeze right past it. Okay, if you're the twins, you have to call Scott Boris and say, we are serious contenders for Garrett Cole. Okay. So I let's think, start there.
2: So, yes, Garrett Cole is the best pitcher in baseball right now. He had, I believe, a record strikeout rate. In an era where strikeouts are up across the league, this was the top strikeout starting pitcher in all of baseball. You have to make multiple phone calls on him, so I don't disagree with you there. I'm being a realist and saying, even though the Twins have done more in free agency than I think a lot of the Polad bashing fans would like to believe the last few years, they're not going to get Garrett Cole. I don't think they're going to get Garrett Cole. But what what,
1: what percent chance? Just so we. For me, zero. I don't. I don't. Zero.
2: Now that's not going to prevent. Me and us on this show all offseason from exploring. Okay, how could you? Uh, Does it make sense to? What are the terms? What what are the other teams involved? I mean, we're gonna we're certainly gonna talk a lot about Garrett Cole on this show throughout the entire winter. But my my setup for this episode is I don't think they're gonna get Garrett Cole, and so what are the other options? Free agency and or trade. That strike me as potentially being a number one or a number two starter in this rotation. Like I, it's, I think you got to be done with the Martin Perez's of the world. I get why they did it last year. They didn't think they were going to be a 100 win team. Um, they decided, hey, we see some things in Martin Perez. Let's pay him a few million dollars and let's turn him into a solid number four, number five starter. Mission accomplished. I think your goal this offseason listen, you got number four and five starters. Devin Smeltzer can be a number five starter for $500,000. I don't need to pay $4 million for that. I'm aiming for 15 to 20 plus million dollar caliber arms that I can take into my pitching rich system with a velocity pitching coach and elevate that guy or those guys above where they were with their previous organization. So here's here. Here are the two names. And then let's circle back on the the how and the why Madison Bumgarner and Chris Archer. I knew you were going to go Bumgarner. Okay, I mean, we've been talking about Bumgarner for like six months. I think the Twins should take a really long look at Madison Bumgarner on a multi-year deal for $20-plus million and I think Chris Archer as a trade candidate, and there's, there's a possibility Chris Archer hits the streets as a free agent because he's got two team options back-to-back, and the Pirates probably don't want to pay him $12 million or whatever it is. Uh, I'll pull up his contract later. Coming off a terrible season in which they fired their manager and they're looking to potentially reset. But here's my working theory, and then we can have some back-and-forth here, okay? I think the Twins, I'm not going to put them on the Astros level, but I think the Twins have figured out how to unlock players better than most organizations. You wouldn't have said that about the Twins the last 10 years, but I think when you compare what the Twins can do with position players and pitchers to unlock them and get them to a new level, Tyler Duffy, uh, Taylor Rogers, Ryan Presley to some extent, and then he goes to the Astros and figures it out even more, right? Mitch Garver. I mean, there's clearly something in their pipeline right now in the way that they are connecting with players that gets them to their 90th percentile. I think Madison Bumgarner at age 30 and Chris Archer at age 31 or 32, if unlocked and reaching their 90th percentile, are number one or number two caliber starting pitchers. So that's that's the prism through which I am viewing this. I'm not saying they are the Astros, but I'm saying the Twins are more like the Astros than the Pirates who have Archer now and the Giants who have Bumgarner now.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think that the goal would be to be the Astros. The goal is to be the Dodgers, to be the Yankees. The goal, actually, is to have those teams saying, I wish we were the Twins. But, you know, here we here we sit recording this podcast. I'm out on Chris Archer. He doesn't do anything for me anymore. And what a trade, by the way, for Pittsburgh. Gave up Holy Austin cow. Meadows and Tyler Glasnow. Uh, Oops.
2: Talk about misreading where you're at in the winning cycle, uh, right? Like, have a little more self-awareness ouch. if you're dead, but-
1: here that's yeah, I mean, hey, I'm just rubbing dirt in the wood for uh for Bucks fans. That's too bad because that was uh that was a really fun and proud organization for a long time and didn't they just move on from uh Ray age too? So, that's going to be a bit of a rebuild as we say. And you know what you'd like to build a rebuild around? Tyler Glasnow and Austin Meadows. Yes. So, that's Whoops. I, I don't know where Chris Archer is. I'm out. Okay. Um, Madison Bumgarner's interesting. I said with Rami last week that if it's Madison Bumgarner, and that is like your circled in yellow highlighter, top of your list name, well, it's Garrett Cole. And then after Garrett Cole, if Madison Bumgarner is your fallback plan and your offseason looks something like say goodbye to everybody who's a free agent, explore trades, fine, whatever. But then to fill out your rotation, it's Jose Barrios, Madison Bumgarner, Jaco Odorizzi. Are you going to keep him? Yes, I, I am, but more on that in a second. Okay. But if it's Barrios, Bumgarner, Dobnak, Smelzer, Thorpe, I think you lost the offseason. I think you lost the offseason. If you go in and Bumgarner is like the apple of your eye final destination, this is your package. This is what we set out to do this winter, and we accomplished it. Don't pat yourself on the back. Be looking for what's next, but if it's if it's Bumgarner and yes, talk to me. If it's Bumgarner and Odo,
2: if it's that's a decent Odo Odo's an unrestricted free agent. He yeah. can sign anywhere. If it's I'd and they're qualifying gonna be, offer him, yeah. Well, you, but you can qualifying offer him and also then explore a multi year deal with him if you want to, right? I there's think no, there's no rule against you. I, th- I think you can offer him a qualifying offer. He turns it down, becomes a free agent, and then you sign him to a three year sh- deal if you want just to cover your bases. Sure, I think that you can do that. So, so here's. Here's my theory on, and I'm going to include Archer in this and see if I can I'm more high on Bumgarner than Archer, but but you'll see why I'm putting Archer in this conversation. Okay. Because okay? I know the guy had a five ERA and he had a career high walk rate last year and it was it was a disaster. And his two years before that in Tampa were mostly just mediocre. But again, this is through the prism of the twins are Astros light when it comes to getting players from here up to here, up to their 90th percentile. All right. Justin Verlander His last couple years with the Detroit Tigers, average fastball velocity was sitting around 92, 92 and a half, 92 miles an hour. He goes to the Astros. Now he's throwing 95 miles an hour on average and getting closer to 100. They added velocity back into his game. They uh, increased his strikeout rate. They reduced his walk rate. As a result, his ERA goes down. His innings pitched go up. And he's back in the mix as one of the best pitchers in baseball. And I would argue has solidified himself as a Hall of Fame pitcher. They added velocity, they tweaked his pitch selection, and they took a guy who was still very good with the Tigers, but the Tigers didn't know what they were looking at anymore, and the Astros did, and he goes to a new level, okay? Garrett Cole with the Pirates. He was a really good pitcher who threw like 95 miles an hour and got some strikeouts here and there. Garrett Cole goes to the Astros, and becomes the most prolific strikeout starting pitcher of our era and maybe even of all time in Major League Baseball. The guy strikes out 14 batters per nine innings now. Velocity goes from 95 to 97. They saw some things in his pitch selection. They saw some things in his mechanics and said, we can get you more velo, and we can make you even more dominant than the borderline number one starter you were in Pittsburgh. All right? Let's go to Madison Bumgarner, because that's an organization I think that has, even though they've hired some new school front office members, it hasn't been enough time for that to kick in. The Giants need a full rebuild, and Madison Bumgarner is still a product of the old Giants system and front office. His velocity has not really dipped. He's been throwing about... It's it's not like he had this major dip in uh, velocity and stuff. He's had some injury issues. I think the Twins can take Madison Bumgarner. Like, if, if it were Felix Hernandez, who's lost five or six miles an hour off his fastball, I'd say, okay, that guy is... There's just no nine. way. Yeah. <laughs> I think what's happening with Bumgarner is his stuff is pretty similar. Uh he was he was mostly healthy last season. He just doesn't have great framework and systems around him to get the most out of his game in 2019. I think he's still operating under like 2013 or 2015 major league baseball structures. Like the Giants just haven't quite moved into the new wave yet in in most ways. Uh, so Madison Bumgarner is an obvious one where if he just went to an organization that could unlock him and the twins, I think, are in that category, I think he goes back to being a number one starter. And then you could just debate whether it's him or Jose Barrios hmm. at the top of your rotation. But let's go to Chris Archer for a second. He's been terrible the last couple of years. Chris Archer for three years in Tampa, not that long ago, as recently as three or four years ago, had a three year stretch where he was one of the best starting pitchers in baseball, ERAs in the low threes. Big strikeout numbers. He hasn't lost velocity. He's lost a little control. And the Pirates are a team that, again, is behind the curve when it comes to getting the most out of their players and getting the most out of their pitching. I don't think the upside for Archer is as high as the upside for Barrios or as high as Bumgarner's upside. But I think if a team can unlock Chris Archer, he goes back to being a really, really good number two starting pitcher that has an ERA in the threes instead of the fours or the fives. And he makes an average of $11 million the next two years. In fact, uh, he makes less than that. He has a team option for $9 million in 2020 and a team option for $11 million in 2021. And if if you decided to trade for him right now, you're not going to have to give up one of your top five prospects coming off that putrid of a season. So you could get him on a discount in terms of what you'd have to give up, and a discount for what you'd have to pay him. And maybe the best-case scenario is the Pirates just cut him loose on a 1.75 million dollar buyout and he becomes a free agent. Although I'd rather just I'd rather him not enter the pool of like five other teams that could unlock him. I'd rather just trade Brent hmm. Rooker for him and have two years of still in his prime Chris Archer. So, that's my theory. I think if you were to add one of those two guys to Jose Barrios and bring back Jake to um and then continue to lean on your bullpen I think that's a really really good start to a team that can go further in 2020 I agree with me
1: or not I agree with your premise but I don't like the two pitchers that you brought up as much as you like the two pitchers you brought up
2: i think that what you're talking
1: about is exactly what the twins need to be asking themselves right now it, they probably should have asked themselves like in august okay now that the trade deadline's passed, this is what we got randy dobnek's gonna start a playoff game for us but what does 2020 look like and I think we spend so much time on the outside and in the media and fans that go to Target Field and even those that don't buy tickets and just comment on message boards. Do people still comment on message boards? I
2: think Reddit's a message board, technically, right? Yeah, but
1: the twin sub went south. is Reddit a message board? Of,
2: it's a message board.
1: I would consider, yeah. yeah, it's like it's a forum. Play. The, 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 the twin <laughs> subreddit grew this summer, but I don't know that it was necessarily for the better. So anyways, fight me on that. But I look at this and I say, we talk on the outside about who is the ace right now, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Who is the best player in baseball right now, and how do you get that guy? Who hit 40 home runs this year, and how can I get him in my lineup next year? And with the Rays and the Astros and the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Twins, all of these teams that are thinking to a certain extent on varying levels and varying levels of success are, who's next year's MVP? I don't care what happened. I I care a little bit about what happened this year. Who's next year's MVP? Who's the 2023 MVP in Major League Baseball? Who are the candidates? How can we get those candidates? And how can we make Austin Meadows into an awesome player? Not how much would we have to fork over to pay Manny Machado's age 27 through 37 seasons. It's who's as good or better than Manny Machado right now or has the capability of doing it. And, and you're, and you're saying that, that
2: Archer and Bumgarner are past that point in your no, mind? No, no.
1: They're talented arms, but there are a lot of talented arms. Some of the names that I have on my list as we're talking about this would be like, go trade for Matthew Boyd. What's Detroit doing for the next three years?
2: Yeah. You want to keep, like, keep that guy? Just to be clear, I don't have a two-person list. For sure, for sure. So I'm not going to fight you on Matthew Boyd. Right. We're not, but these are just two dudes that I think you can buy really low on right now. Price wise or prospects wise, yeah, and fix them. So
1: I don't think you're buying low on Madison Bumgarner. I think there are gonna be a number of organizations who think what you think right now and he's gonna get money. Now we can ask ourselves the question is the winter this year going to react the same way it did last year and two years ago? And if so, Madison Bumgarner's gonna get like a one year fourteen million dollar deal from the Cardinals. And and, and then
2: he's just gonna to have to take it or leave it. But he by the way, he so he's he's definitely a country guy. I think he would love Minnesota. You could put, oh, he'd fit right. Dude, in. go get oh. like go get like fifteen acres. Love out in my stomping grounds of Buffalo, Minnesota. Sure, you know, go find a lake or something. Yes. Like Madison Bumgarner, people say, "Oh, he's, he's California." No, man, like no, that guy that, would fit right in here in Minnesota. Have horses out in Little Canada or something like that. Yeah, he could. I mean, literally, go go live in Brainerd and just have someone drive you to every game. You know, <laughs> isn't that what Philip Rivers does? Philip Rivers lives in. Los Angeles, no, he lives in San Diego, and they play in Los Angeles, and he just has a driver take him to practice every day for two hours yeah, in L.A. traffic. Kobe didn't like L.A. traffic, so he took a helicopter to Lakers games yeah. and, and landed on Staples Center. Bumgarner's got the cash, right? <laughs> I don't know. Take a helicopter from I, I actually don't, or something? Yeah, but like
1: 81 <laughs> times
2: a year, that's a little different. Uh I suppose you'd stay for the. Actually, he could stay home, home on the, on the days he doesn't pitch for all I care. He can be on the if <laughs> the that Roger if Clemens. if the Twins can unlock that guy, put him on the Roger Clemens plan. In Houston, go hang out with your horses and man, your assless chaps. I don't know what he does on the weekend. Yeah, that
1: took a weird turn, but I, I, I think the point that you're bringing up is right. I just don't want to if I'm the Twins overvalue some guys who've done it in the past. Chris Archer is an interesting candidate because the Twins are. Raise North, or they're at least t- trying to be, um, stole the pitching guru from Tampa that helped their pitching succeed for years. And now it's succeeding after Josh Kulk has left, but having him in your organization
2: would theoretically help you get the most out of a Chris Archer. Okay, can I frame it up this way, just to put some actual r- real names behind this? Sure, yeah. Because we're kind of just, we're talking about, I think we're splitting hairs a little here. Let me put, let me put an actual scenario on the table here, or two of them. If you could get Madison Bumgarner on a four- or a five-year contract, so ages 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, so you'd have him from age 30 through 34, basically, and you pay him $25 million. Let's say it's a $125 million contract over five years. No, thanks. I'm in on that. Yeah, that's not close for me because I think you can do better than that. I think
1: Matthew Boyd would outperform him in that time. I think Robbie Ray would be a nice target from Arizona. I think he's got 1 year left on his team control if I'm not mistaken. Um g- gosh, I Okay, I, what about what about just one more? That's what, where the rubber Archer. meets the road for me is I'd rather have Jake Odorizzi in 1 year and 17.8 million dollars than Madison Bumgarner at 5 sure. years and 125.
2: Okay, what if let's go to Archer for a second cuz okay. I I think if you're if you're Pittsburgh and I don't know what the timing is on when they have to exercise an option and when they I think they probably have to figure out is there a trade market for him? I would be shocked if Pittsburgh in their current state with all those teams that are competing in that division right now, they should go into rebuild mode. So why would you want Chris Archer around? You should trade him for prospects. Sure. So I think they're going to exercise his team option just to yes. have an asset to trade, yep. right? So you've got all these dudes like Kirilov, you've got uh, Trevor Lawrence, you've got these corner guys. Brent Rooker is your 8th organizational prospect right now or let's even use uh let's use like a nick gordon or something like nick gordon's their 14th prospect on MLB pipeline boy they're still high on him if it was if it was nick gordon for two years of chris archer and you were confident you could unlock chris archer i'm doing that trade yeah of course i'm doing that trade nobody values nick gordon anymore like he's an always hurt skinny middle infielder okay what about like a brent rooker like your third best outfielder prospect, but still a top 10 organizational prospect. Those are the types of deals I'm willing to make yeah. if I think I can unlock Chris Archer, is sure. all I'm saying. I, I I'm not trading Royce Lewis for Chris Archer. Just, <laughs> well, just to you, squash that. When you brought up Alex Kirloff's name, my heart skipped a beat. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> sorry, no, no. Phil, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this might be my last day at Score North. Uh, I Yeah, man, I think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree because I I don't see the contract terms one I don't see Mad bum getting that I don't think he'll sniff that Lance Lynn got three years and thirty million dollars last winter and I know damage value and stuff but he pitched well with the Yankees same age like Bumgarner. You, Madison and bumgarners getting like three and fifty as a ceiling do you think I, so free agency is broken now it is teams broken. don't pay for this anymore I'm I'm fascinated to see are what, you in for
2: three and fifty on bum garner that's an insta yes
1: what is the average per year? I don't know why I can't do that fifteen, now. sixteen I got my million dollars flu shot today.
2: Six, like sixteen million a year. You're not paying sixteen million a year for Madison Bumgarner? I'd probably
1: do that. Three and fifty. Okay. Yeah, give me give me two and a team option.
2: <laughs> Listen, I think I honestly think, and I and and we we'll 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 end this because we're going to have a million different episodes to discuss this got a on. a couple awesome, more but, names for you too. But I I'm so bullish on organizations like. Detroit, so Boyd, like San Francisco, like Pittsburgh, they don't know what they're doing relative to the rest of the league. The teams that know what they're doing are the Astros, are the Yankees, are the Atlanta Braves, the Minnesota Twins. I mean, there's some teams that... Indians. Indians. There's Mm -hmm. some teams that really know what they're doing when it comes to squeezing toothpaste out of the tubes. And this is where you can take advantage. Like, right now, the Giants... The Tigers and the Pirates; those are the crappy owners in your fantasy football league. <laughs> You're like like hey, they've got, they've got like dudes on the back? bench that should be, you know, in their lineup. Like, okay, we'll we'll float you. So I will you four uh, crappy wide receivers for your backup quarterback uh, Deshaun Watson. That's I don't sitting think on your the bench.
1: Giants are that team anymore. I think they're emerging from having been that team. I think Farhan knows what he's doing. He does. Farhan Zaidi, he,
2: he is a sharp guy. President, there they're going to hire a new GM. They're going to have a new manager with Bruce Bocce. But but down. Farhan Zaidi. Didn't have enough time time, to work with the entire organization to get Madison Bumgarner to the level that he probably should have been at.
1: Agreed. I think that his 2020 season might be better than his 2019. So if that's the premise, then good. Five and 125, I think, will look like a ridiculous contract when he actually signs this winter. I have a few more names. You mentioned—I mentioned the Indians. They really know what they're doing. They traded Trevor Bauer. I thought that Trevor Bauer would make a fascinating trade target for the Twins— but now they hired the the Reds, who traded for Bauer, hired that guy from Driveline Baseball. Kyle is it Bodie, Body, whatever. Hired that guy as a pitching consultant. Like I think Trevor Bauer is going to be there. He's going to if if the Reds will have him. I think he's going to want to stay in Cincinnati. He has
2: one year left on, on that contract, right. and, so then, and then one year him. left on every contract the rest of his career. Apparently, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, no,
1: that's right. Including- or he has to
2: take a paintball shot to the nuts.
1: Yeah, that is a uh, the best bet in baseball. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I I would have targeted him very strongly, and I don't think that's an option anymore. Herman Marquez in Colorado. He did just sign like a fairly team friendly extension. So I don't know if Colorado trades him. He's a great pitcher. Robbie Ray, I mentioned in Arizona, Matthew Boyd in Detroit, and I want to leave the listeners with this top 10 list of strikeout rates. Wow. Phil, you brought this up at the beginning of the show, and I don't want to leave it hanging. So if you made it this far in the episode, thank you. Also, if you made it this far payoff. in the
2: episode, would you, a, would you take a paintball shot to the groin for $100 million? Because that's pretty much what Trevor Bauer is going to have to decide in the $100 next $100 million? Dollars. Trevor Bauer. You're saying no one's going to offer Trevor Bauer $100 million.
1: Well, no, because he won't take it. It'll be a one-year deal, and I'm not going one in a hundred. No,
2: but the the conundrum is someone's going to offer him a multi-year deal when he's a free agent, and he'll have to actively turn it down because of this paintball shot to the groin bet that he has with some friend. Honestly, I
1: feel like the pain of the pride would hurt him more than the shot of the (laughs)
2: little
1: tightly packed ball of paint. (laughs) Plus, it's a one-time thing. I'll take the $100 million. $100 million in the, in the, sign yeah. me up. 50 after taxes, cool. <laughs> We're good here. I want to go retire to a farm and in 10 grand for Little the sur- Canada. for the
2: surgery to get. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i go retire to a farm in Little Canada <laughs> with Madison Bumgarner and his horses. <laughs> Top 10 lists of uh, starting pitcher strikeout rate. You had to qualify for the ERA title to be on this list, and I'm searching on Fangraphs.com, a great website. Number 10, 2018 Garrett Cole with the Astros. This is all-time. All-time, single-season, starting pitcher strikeout rate. 10, Garrett Cole last year. 9, Max Scherzer last year. 8, 2000 Randy Johnson. 7, 2000 Pedro Martinez. Man, that actually shows you how ridiculous those guys were in that era, too. (sighs) Uh, 6, 2018 Justin Verlander. And then these top five all cleared 35% with their strikeout rate. Elite, 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 elite. This year's Max Scherzer, number five. (laughs) Number four is this year's Justin Verlander. Number three is two years ago, Chris Sale. Number two, 2001 Randy Johnson. Wow. Number one, all-time strikeout rate. fanned 39.9% of the hitters he faced this year, 2019, Garrett
2: Cole. Yeah, make a phone call. Future twin? Make a phone call. I don't disagree. You, of course you make a phone call on him. But the but the Dodgers are going to make a phone call on him. <laughs> the Yankees are going to make a phone call well, on are
1: him. Are they? Luxury tax. It's worth a call. The Angels are going to make that call. Uh, the the Padres seem to go by everybody every offseason. All I'm saying, if you,
2: if you Phil Mackey, land Garrett Cole in Minnesota, you can have your Madison Bumgarner. Right. Uh, quick shout-out to thank you to all of you who helped set monthly download records on the Scorno Twin Show uh, it was just a super fun season, and, as you can tell now, the world series hasn 't even started yet, and we 're already into hot stove mode with the twins because got a feeling they 're going to be pretty good again in two thousand and twenty, and we just want to have a good time talking about the possibilities. If you could, please give us a five star review on Apple, Spotify, and uh, anywhere you find podcasts because it helps spread the word and helps us climb the rankings and the charts so more people can discover the score North twin show
1: if you're skeptical check out the ratings that are already there we are going to make it a bit this winter to read some of the reviews that have been there so be as snarky or as funny as you want and the other thing we always ask for ratings but the other thing that really truly does help is if you share the show with a friend if you have someone you go to twins games with talk about the twins at the office at the water cooler whatever just let them know the score north twin show is the best score north Twins
2: show. It's the best score North show or the best twin show. It is the best. It's a top 10 in both. It is the best show at score North that only talks about the twins.
1: How
0: about that? (laughs) To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it,